Hey, Momo, how many drivers do we have in today's race? Eh, uh, 23, sir. What? We need 24 drivers! You know what to do. Ah, uh, you know. Uh, send in the field filler. Welcome to the NASCAR Field Filler Podcast. Get all your news, results, and updates on NASCAR every week on this channel. You've tried the best, now here's the rest. Let's fill the last row with our hosts, Vanilla Wafers. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the bottom of the playlist as well as the back of the field. This is Vanilla Wafers, and thank you for tuning in to the Field Filler Podcast. Homestead is in the books, and no, it's not the end of the season. They decided to do it earlier in the season. Well, Sort of. They kind of had to move it on over to June because of the pandemic stuff. So it was harder than Satan's balls for those drivers down there. But nobody suffered any dehydration or fainted out outside of the race. This is the first race in the last three that that hasn't happened. So thank goodness for that one. But it was an all right race. Um, there's a little bit to go over as far as this race goes. And then we're going to be looking at Talladega Super Speedway. And of course, we're bringing back the bum segment with no guests today. No, I will just be arguing with myself, a.k.a. Momo. Georgia Gary and then whoever the hell I like to bring in so let's get into it let's get started with the Dixie Vodka 400 final results All right, so the race was supposed to get started at 3.30 Eastern. However, Lightning and Mother Nature were just being great A asses at getting this race going. We started off running five laps, and then we had a lightning strike for about an hour. And then they were going to go back into their cars and take off, and then another lightning strike happened after 34 laps, getting ready to get back into the cars, and another lightning strike. It was painful, absolutely painful. It was like watching... Danica Patrick give an interview saying that she wasn't a bad driver when uh, we, all, we all know that she was. But let's get into it. Let's get started with uh, the winner of the Homestead Miami race. I thought he said he was going to be in the top 10. In fact, he proved me wrong. In fact, he won stage one, stage two, leading 137 laps. And that is the number 11 of Denny Hamlin for Joe Gibbs Racing. He gets his third win of the 2020 season. Finishing second was the number nine of Chase Elliott. And then finishing third was the number 12 of Ryan Blaney. Finishing fourth, the highest finishing rookie, the number eight of Tyler Reddick comes in at fourth place. And riding out the top five, the number 10 of Eric Amarola. Finishing sixth was the number 18 of Kyle Busch. Finishing seventh was the number three of Austin Dillon, Tyler Reddick's partner. Finishing eighth, another rookie, the number 95 of Christopher Bell. Finishing ninth was the number 24 of William Byron. And riding out the top 10 was the number two of Brad Keselowski. Finishing 11th, we have the number 14 of Clint Boyer. Finishing 12th, last race winner on Wednesday, the number 19 of Martin Trex Jr. finishes 12th. Finishing 13th is the number 43 of Bubba Wallace. Finishing 14th, we have the number 21 of Matt Benedetto. Round out the top 15 is the number 34 of Michael McDowell. Jimmy Johnson, seven-time champion, finishes 16th in this race. Not a contender at all. Neither was the number one of Kurt Busch, who finishes 17th. Finishing 18th, we have the number 88 of Alex Bowman. Finishing 19th, we have the number 38 of John Hunter Nemechek. And round out the top 20, the number 47 of Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Some noticeable drivers here near the back. The number 21 of Eric Jones having a good run, but had a loose wheel, had to go down pit road. Finishing 23rd was Chris Buescher. He finished 10th in stage 1, but just was not able to get his race going back in the same direction. Finishing 26th was the number 4 of Kevin Harvick. Um, he also had a flat tire as he scraped the wall, so he finished back there. And finishing 27th was the number 22 
of Joey Logano leading the first 27 laps. Another noticeable driver was Ryan Newman in the number six, finishing 30th. So that is your final results here of the Homestead Miami race. Now, as far as the racing goes, um, I hate to say it, but this is probably the easiest these stock cars have ever been on driving because nobody was really spinning out. They threw a petty caution when um, Joey Logano got sideways, like, whoa, they, they said, caution, caution, oh my gosh, a guy goes sideways, we never see that before. Well, yeah, we don't see that anymore because they hardly spin out, and it was involved with Ryan Newman, who got a flat tire but went down pit road. I'm not too sure what it is. I think it's just because the cars are a lot slower, so it's a lot easier for them to handle. And then overall, Denny Hamlin is the first driver to win both stage one, stage two, and actually claim the victory. The finish was pretty good. I really enjoyed the finish. I mean, we had four drivers who were um, had a shot to win the race there at the end, so at least we had a good finish on that one. But it, it's sort of weird to not have Homestead as the finale race. I kind of understand why they have it like that because it's a mile and a half. But it's not like the other mile and a half. It's in its own different design. And we actually have some all right finishes. So let's just hope that Phoenix is all right. And it's not just Kevin Harvick and Kyle Busch racing for the victory. And that is it. So let's keep our fingers crossed on that. But overall, I'd say it was an okay race. Definitely not one of the top five races. Maybe no more near the back. But it was still an all right race. Now, let's do some quick shout outs for some drivers who did really good. And then some kind of like shame for drivers who were supposed to do good that did not. Uh, first off, one person I want to give a shout out for, number eight of Tyler Reddick. This is actually his worst finish he's ever had at Homestead in both the Xfinity Series and the Cup Series. Xfinity, he finished fourth, first, first, and now he finishes fourth. So that must mean he's going to win the next race, right? I mean, he did a phenomenal job. He was third in stage one, second in stage two. He was up there the whole entire time. He got his team 50 points. He absolutely needs that. Definitely, since he is right there around the top 20. So, good job for him. Christopher Bell, able to turn up there at the end, finishing in the top 10 with his 8th place finish. Uh, he's able to get 29 points. He definitely needed some stuff to go in the right direction for him. William Byron, um, been around 17th or 18th in the point standings. He needed a good running, and he showed it right here. He definitely needed that, without a doubt. He got his team 37 points. It's going to point him in the right direction. I do believe now he's in the top 16. Eric Amarola, he also had a really good run. I did not think he was going to do good in this race, and he proved me wrong. Got a fifth in stage one, tenth in stage two, finished fifth. An all-around good race for him. He needs those kind of finishes if he wants to stay in the playoffs as well. Guys who kind of shocked me on how bad they did, Martin Truex Jr. was never really a factor at all in this race. His last three finishes have been in the top two, and he was nowhere in sight for the top two. So finishing 12th for him at this track, eh, really, really bad on his part. Jimmy Johnson in the number 48, I thought he was going to get a top 10, no problem there. But I can't give him too much grief because he did have a problem as far as his roof flaps go. I think one was getting loose, so he had to work on that. It affected his aerodynamics the entire time. Matt Kenseth, what the hell is going on with you, my man, in the number 42 machine? I mean, we said he was going to be a good wild card to go with, but obviously not. He's been finishing the same spot he has been the whole entire time. Took a strategy near the end, but like I said, nobody's been spinning out anymore in the Cup Series, so it was a bad move on them. They finished 25th. And then Kevin Harvick and Joey Logano. Kevin Harvick rams into the wall, and he also gets some damage going down pit road in the first pit stops. And Joey Logano rams into uh, Quinn Hoff. Um, Quinn Hoff uh, in the double zero. He's always due for causing an accident in some way or another. 
and it affected Joey Logano's car so bad. It looked like it just tinked the car just a little bit, and then it just went. <laughs> that's that's basically what happened to that number 22 machine. Finishing 27th, without a doubt, had one of his worst finishes ever at Homestead. I picked him to be the winner, and he just made me look like a grade-A dumbass. And Kevin Harvick was another guy that I thought would do really good, and he hit the wall, and then he fell off the deep end. So... Definitely some good people to look at, but also some people who really lacked in skills. Now, these guys may lack skills, but do they qualify as a bum? Well, let's get into it. This is This Week's Bums in NASCAR. Sounds like everybody's social media pages. Have you guys been seeing social media lately, especially places like Twitter and Facebook? Now I realize why I didn't go on Twitter for so long. It's so god-awfully toxic because the news was that they banned the Confederate flag and it was like, thank goodness. And then also Bubba Wallace had the Black Lives Matter car, which was a really good-looking car. I personally really liked it, and he did phenomenal in the Martinsville race for the small team that he is in. But there are still people right now who are just like, well, why didn't Bubba Wallace decide to talk about the Black Lives Matter when they first started out? He's just a con for the news stations. It's like, dude, get, get out of here with that. He, he's trying to do a good movement. We need something to change like this. But you have these guys who are just so arrogant, like uh, Beam Designs. That's going to be my first bum right there. Beam's Design, the helmet designer, decided to call the car garbage. Now, you don't have to like the paint scheme, okay? People can have their own personal opinions on paint schemes. But he did it just to be an asshole. So I decided to troll him and also troll everyone else who was just like that because I'm an asshole, but I really don't care if people think I'm an asshole on Twitter or social media because guess what? It's social media. Unless I'm under a contract where I can't say anything bad, who gives a damn what a person says on there? I mean, seriously, but everyone on there feels like they have to have their opinions so to the T on there and they matter so much. I just look at those people and I'm just like, man, I can hear their pickup truck coming uh, right around the corner. I can hear it right now. Listen, listen. It's going, that's that's literally what I think of people who are just so pissed off about certain stuff like that. So Beam Designs, you're an asshole. You're a bum. We're going to put you on there. I know you gained 4,000 followers. You said it to me right there. Let's see if they all buy helmets or they're just all a bunch of people who are just like, we love how you're showing off your First Amendment right. We're just not going to buy any helmets, but God damn it, we are so proud that you're doing this. Bum territory, every single one of you. All right, let's add one driver that was actually in the race, and that is J.J. Yaley in the number 27. Seems like J.J. Yaley always ends up on this list. Well, there's a good reason for it, because he's with a mediocre team, and he also is a mediocre driver. Sorry, J.J. Yaley, that's just the way it is. And you, my friend, were the only driver to not finish the Homestead race. Yes, it was lap 211, or you ran 211 laps. I think you were already nine laps down, which is kind of bum territory anyways. But your team was looking underneath the hood and they were just like, fuel pump problem, send it to the garage. Well, that's fine. I mean, congratulations on making it 200 laps, but everyone else finished the race. You can't, you can't be on the bum territory without doing something so different from everyone else in all the wrong ways. And guess what? You were the only driver not to finish. Bum territory coming your way. 
Next driver to make the bum territory is actually a guy that I was giving praise to, and that is the number eight of Tyler Reddick. Now, I know what you're thinking. What did he do? Why is he on here? He got a top five. What the hell? Why is Vanilla Wafers going up his own ass in stupidity? There's a good reason. There's a good reason. And that is because if you listen to his radio on the last lap, if by the way, if you haven't heard Scanner yet, get go to NASCAR app and listen to Scanner. It's free right now, and it is hilarious. You can hear every single driver uncentered. But Tyler Reddick was running to the finish, and on the white flag, he shuts the car off, and he's like, really good day, guys. We did a good car. It was a great run and everything. And his crew chief and spotter are yelling at him. I'm like, dude, it's the last lap. Get your ass going. Go, go, go. <laughs> it was the funniest thing ever. I was wondering what happened to him. I was watching the race and I was like, he was two seconds behind. Now he's six. What is going on? Did he get a flat tire? No, he just forgot how many laps he was running. He thought it was the Homestead Miami Speedway Dixie Vodka 399, not the Dixie Vodka 400. I've only seen one other driver do that, and that was Mark Martin. Uh, Mark Martin is a great driver. Tyler Reddick is a really good driver as well. So I'm not going to give him too much grief for it, but it does qualify in the bum territory for the week. Round of applause for these bums. These are some top quality bums. Even though one finished in the top five and the other one doesn't race, still high quality bums. I'm so glad on how my bums list is turning out. It's getting worse and worse as every single week goes by. But there can only be one ultimate bum, and I've been really good at the ultimate bums because these guys are absolute dog poo poo. So who was the worst driver of this week? Who was so bad that they had their own Twitter account deleted by how much hate they were getting because of how horrible they were? Who was so bad that not even NASCAR themselves knew who they really were or where they were from? Who is the ultimate bum? We have ourselves a winner. Mm-mm-mm. And our winner, an ultimate bum of this week, sponsored by Crazy Corrado's Losing Picks. Haha, <laughs> beat you son of a bitch! Woohoo! My win! I'll take my vic- Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. Our ultimate bum is Ray Cicerelli for saying that he was no longer going to be doing NASCAR because of the Confederate flag ban. Yeah, this guy was going to be hated the moment you heard him open his mouth. I mean, he was a truck series driver, and he only ran, I think, about 25 races, and he's never been up in the top series. He was just like, I'm really glad about my NASCAR career. <coughs> yeah, you, you were the only one that was proud about that, bud. But I must end my NASCAR career because I'm not standing for any of this political BS. Well, um, congratulations on leaving it. I talked about this guy earlier in the week, but he, he's got to be ultimate bum because, I mean, NASCAR bashed him. The entire Twitter bashed him. I mean, here's my favorite tweet so far. It was just like, Ray Cicerelli has decided to end NASCAR after the ban of the Confederate flag. Update. Nobody knows who Ray Cicerelli is. Update. Nobody knows what the truck series is. Update. No one really cares. And neither do I. This is the biggest fame you're ever going to get from a small podcast channel. This is it for you, buddy. With a total of zero wins, you, sir, are the ultimate 
bum. And that will conclude the last segment of today's episode. Next time, we will be talking about our picks for the Talladega race and how Crazy Corrado and I did on our picks for the Homestead race. Spoiler alert, I did better, but I did pick Joey Logano to be the winner, so it really wasn't that good. But anyways... I'm super excited for the Talladega race. They're gonna actually going to have fans there. I knew they couldn't stay away from the butthole life. We have at least 5,000 people who support showing us their buttholes. Hopefully it happens in the race. Hopefully they don't show it on camera. And hopefully it's not me doing that. But thank you guys so much for listening. I always have a lot of fun doing this. And as you can tell, I'm just being a clown right now. But I'm loving every minute of it. Because I know you guys love it. So thank you so much. So that will conclude today's episode. Thank you guys so much for listening to the best and trying out all the rest. I have been able to fill up the last few remaining minutes of your time, so I'm going to take the car and pull it right on into pit road, collect my last place winnings, and I am out. So you all take care. This has been the Field Filler Podcast.